Hi, I'm Darren Peppard. Welcome to the Leaning into Leadership podcast, the podcast dedicated to today's hardworking leader. Join me every Sunday for leadership insight, inspiration, and a little pep talk to keep you rolling down your road to awesome. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to episode number 35. And wow, what a show we have for you for episode 35. Joining me for an incredible conversation is the chief ruckus maker himself, Daniel Bauer. If you don't know who Danny is, let me tell you a little story that'll give you some insight into who Danny is. You see, as a chronically late student, Danny once told his chemistry teacher, a fib, about saving an entire Girl Scout troop from a burning building to get out of a tardy. Now, he's not sure if it was the very made-up story, the very real cookie he offered his teacher, or a combination of both that got him out of detention that day. But that experience taught him it pays to develop your storytelling skills. Danny has been telling stories since then, most recently on the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, which is ranked in the top 0.5% of 3 million global podcasts, or via his latest book, Mastermind, Unlocking Talent Within Every School Leader, co-published by Corwin and the National School Superintendents Association. Danny's mission is to connect, grow, and mentor every school leader who wants to level up. And I will tell you, in this conversation, He had me leveling up like there's no tomorrow. It's an incredible conversation, and we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. First, have you heard about the Leading into Leadership podcast challenge? We've been working really hard to grow our following here at Road to Awesome through the Leading into Leadership podcast. And folks, it works. We have seen an incredible amount of growth every month. The number of downloads of the Leaning into Leadership podcast continues to escalate and escalate and escalate. We're so excited about the growth of our show, and it's because of you, our listeners, that it's happening. So the Leaning into Leadership podcast challenge goes like this. Share any episode of our podcast or share the entire show on social media and tag five people who you know will love this show. Make sure you also tag me, I'm at Darren M. Peppard, on all social media platforms to enter the contest. The winners will receive a Road to Awesome swag package, which includes one RTA shirt of your choice, one RTA published book of your choice, which does include Road to Awesome, Empower, Lead, Change the Game, published by Codebreaker, but I'm happy to give you a copy of that book, and an RTA sticker pack. Now, we've been saying entries must be in by September 4th, but we've decided we've had such a great uh, response that we're going to extend that to September 7th. So make sure that you tag me, share an episode or share the show, and tag five people who will love this show on social media to get yourself entered. We are going to announce the winners of this on episode 36. That's next Sunday, folks. So make sure your entries are in no later than Wednesday, September 7th. And now another quick announcement. The annual Women's Leadership Conference is back, returning to Spokane, Washington this October. Designed to unite and empower women educators, at the Women's Leadership Conference, you'll be surrounded with the support and inspiration you need to rise to the next level. 
leading women educators from across the U.S. will help you develop leadership skills, work-life balance, conflict resolution, decision-making, and much more. Rise together at the second annual Women's Leadership Conference, October 13th through the 15th. That's brought to you by RLR Leadership Consulting. Clock hours are available. You register today at randyrussell.org. That's randyrussell.org. Folks, if you haven't heard about this conference, I'm telling you, you absolutely want to check this thing out. It is an all-star lineup. And I'll tell you what, it's put on by one of my good friends and somebody who I think super highly of, and that's Randy Russell. So make sure you check that out. And now let's dive into this conversation with Danny Bauer. I know you're going to love it. Folks, I'm telling you, I learned so much from my time getting to visit with Danny. I hope you do as well. I'll see you on the other side. Danny, thank you so much for joining me here on the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. Been looking forward to this conversation. I know it's going to be awesome. So thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, Darren, it's, uh, it's my pleasure and honor to be here. So let's lean in. Absolutely. So just real quick, let's get this out of the way so everybody knows who Danny Bauer is if for some reason they don't. Um, elevator pitch, man. Who, who are you? Where are you coming from? Those kinds of things. The elevator pitch, I call myself an unorthodox leadership coach, right? And uh, I tell people why follow the rules when you can make them up. And so essentially I help principals, assistant principals, uh, anybody with the title or someone who considers themselves a school leader, I help them be more effective. I love that. You know, right now, um, being a, a leader in schools is a super challenging thing. And um, just just listen to you say just that little bit it takes me in two different directions. So we'll, we'll see which one you want to chase first. Um, point. I think I they're here. <laughs> hey, there we go. All right. So so what I, what I, where I think I want to go with that is, number one, it's super challenging. And, and what are some things maybe you're doing to help some folks? But I want to make sure we come back to just this rapid rush through the leadership pipeline and how so many people are jumping into leadership roles a lot quicker than normal. So so let, let's go back then to just some of the things that are super challenging you're seeing with leaders that you're coaching them through, those types of things. Yeah, the, the challenges are certainly real. And uh, just to clarify the question, are you, are you looking for like, you know, how I help those leaders navigate the challenges or what the challenges are? Maybe a little bit of both. I, I mean, I think mostly the li- the listeners know what the challenges are, but but yeah. by going into what those challenges are, maybe they'll get a little bit more clarity around. Hey, by the way, you're not alone. You're not the only one facing whatever some of those challenges might be. Yeah. Okay. Well, politics is number one, right? And it doesn't matter if you're liberal, liberal yeah. or conservative. Both both sides at extremes are quite crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and, yeah. and the parents, you know, and it's just it's created an environment that's absolutely insane. And if we can't talk to each other, you know, uh, and see each other as human beings, that that makes it very unproductive and un you know unhelpful to have a awesome school year. Uh, definitely the opposite of the road to awesome right like that is the road to yeah. awesome for sure yeah. Uh, yeah the time you know covid i mean people have experienced that obviously a huge challenge uh you know i talk about pd models and i often critique pd that's too little too late unhelpful and disconnected which is normally the sort of the standard you know average professional development that's offered to school leaders if it's even offered at all you know, NAESP and Learning Policy Institute in 2020 did a bunch of research. And essentially, basically, like the research showed that, I mean, these are uh, 
these are not academic terms, but the PD sucks, right? And the PD yeah. not only does it suck, uh, school leaders, they don't even, they're not even uh, engaging regularly with peers, you know, like three or more times in the, in the last two years. Uh, very few, like a quarter of principals have access to a coach or mentor, um, you know, in, in a small percentage are connecting in like a professional learning community. And if you're not growing yourself, right, like how can you be creating more value and succeeding within schools? So those are, those are some of the challenges. And then there's just the job, the hours, the demands, you know, it's getting everybody hopefully to row in the same direction on the metaphorical boat. And so, like you said, your, your listeners are, are, are very aware of what these challenges are. You know, there's a million things we could talk about on the show in terms of how I help. You know, one thing that I try to remind leaders, and I love to use this as an affirmation when I wake up in the mornings, is that I help powerful people remember how powerful they are. And as you asked me to describe myself as an unorthodox leadership coach, why follow the rules when you make them up, educators uh, by, you know, by their DNA probably are really great at following the rules. And that helped them succeed and climb, you know, up until the principal assistant principal position. And now they're they're asked to do really important, really challenging things as the leader. And there's there's ideas, there's metrics, there's goals on you know where they want to land. There's district expectations, not always a roadmap, but even if there is a roadmap, the roadmap might be broken in the district because of tunnel vision right or uh the fact that it's you know this this bubble that they exist in they don't realize that there's better ways out there so part of what i try to do is give leaders a new frame right a new set of glasses a new way to see the world to change their world view and uh to realize again that they have a whole bunch of power and if they really leaned into that what would be possible I think that's fantastic because I'll be honest with you, a big part of why I now do what I do is because of exactly what you just said. I felt as a school leader, like 99% of the professional development that I was a part of was the teacher professional development. And I was there so that I knew what they were supposed to be doing so that I could evaluate them on it. It had nothing to do with helping me be a better leader. You know, it was just simply about making sure I knew what I was doing so I could hold people accountable. And and it's never felt like that allowed me to be the best leader that I could be. Now, now for me, fortunately, at a point, I had a new superintendent who believed in leadership coaching and and I got a a leadership coach. And it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Um, And it it, it takes me to, again, something else that you said in there about just the, the sheer isolation that so many of our leaders are doing the work in right now. Um, as much as we want them to, you know, to connect with, with you and say, hey, you know, I want you to be a coach for me or I want them to co- you know, connect with me and, hey, I want to be a coach or I want Darren to coach me. What are some other things that are opportunities for leaders that are out there to, to connect and to grow that network better so they're not working in so much isolation. Yeah, well, definitely, you know, Greg Sacciacoli wrote a book called Enemies of Excellence, and he said the number one enemy to excellence is isolation. So if you're trying to trying to lead on your own, like, it's just, that's a recipe for 
I don't want to say failure, but you certainly aren't going to realize the full potential of what is inside you, right? And so your question had to do with like how to how to grow the network and how to get out of this like leading in isolation. Uh, well, first, you know, I would I would challenge you to network more, right? And there's a number of ways you can do this. Uh, now that it is safer and a lot more people are traveling and that kind of thing, you can go to go to events. But there's also virtual events, right? And I would make it a goal if I was a school leader. How, what am I doing this week? You know, just what's one step I can take at growing my network, right? How am I going to do that? So maybe it's participating in your first Twitter chat, right? Maybe it's going back to conferences. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's something local going on that's focused on leadership that you could join. There's there's a million different things. Now, you know that I you know I serve school leaders in a leadership community that I call the mastermind. And there's there's plenty of masterminds that are available, right? Like all, all around the world. If if mine works for you, the great. But it's not about joining mine. It's about getting connected, right? And there's plenty of opportunities that are out there. I mean, I taught NAESP how to do masterminds, and now they offer them, right, uh, from a national level. Uh, there's there's some group in New Jersey that I taught as well. I forgot I forgot the act. There's too many acronyms in education. So, anyways, yeah. but yeah, we like they're it. offering masterminds, you know. And so the point is, get connected somehow. Now, if you're introverted, though, I think one of the biggest obstacles to growing your network and leading in isolation is that uh, it might just, even though you got to be the like put on the face of the confident leader um, and you know how to get to that extroverted place, especially when you're uh, in front of your, your, your community and stakeholders, if you focus on service, like how can you help others uh, and really just be curious about other people, that totally makes growing your network easier because people see you as a person of value, right? How did we get this pod? Tell, tell the, tell your listeners, like, how did, how, why am I here right now? Oh yeah. How did I, how did yeah. I even like introduce that idea? Cause I practice what I preach yeah. is my point. Right. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So, so on a Sunday morning, shortly after the release of one of my episodes, I'm at, I was actually on the golf course. I didn't even get a chance to tell you that part yet, but, uh, um, I was, I was, I was traveling that day. I was going to go speak at a school and I had a little bit of time. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to get out, get out, get nine holes in. And I don't know, somewhere between the second and third hole, I'm putting in my score and it probably wasn't a very good score. And (laughs) instead of, you know, feeling bad that I had to put a, put a double bogey on my card, I see a message on Facebook Messenger from from Danny. And he's like, hey, man, love the podcast, love what you're doing, love to help see you grow it. Let's connect. And yeah. here we are having this conversation. And so, yeah, so it's, it's exactly what you're saying. It's just reach out. Just be willing right. to take a shot. You see somebody you want to connect with, connect with them. Yeah, but in, in think too, what I want you to consider is like, how can you serve them in a very intentional way that they would find value in, right? So your show, like you said, mm-hmm. launched in uh, January. And so congrats on that. And it's been growing. And, you know, there's a number of episodes that you've been putting out um, consistently. So this next week, I will have been doing this for seven years in a row. Never missed an episode on a Wednesday, right? At this point, who knows how many episodes I've put out? It's like hundreds, you know, maybe 500. I don't even, who knows? Uh, um, But this podcast has changed my life, right? Small school in uh, New England sponsors it called Harvard, right? You may have heard of them. And uh, the podcast downloads have grown over 1.6 million. 
And I think it was about 11 weeks ago, I found out that my show was in the top 0.5% of all podcasts globally, nearly 3 million podcasts. And so I, I think I put in there too, you know, if I could teach you something I've learned, right, about growing the yeah. show over seven years, I'm here to serve, right? No strings attached, you know, it's not like it's going to cost you this much or whatever for a coaching call. I just pick my brain. I'm here to help. And is there something I want? Of course. I would love to continue to connect, grow, and mentor every school leader who wants to level up. Part of that is spreading the message, right? Creating ideas worthy enough that they spread by word of mouth. And so, I, you know, and if you find value in that, I'd love to be on the show. So I do practice what I preach, but this comes back to, like, how do we get out of isolation? Really focus on how to grow your network this year. There's a number of things you could join. But the key, I think, takeaway from our conversation so far is how can you serve others, people that you want to be connected to, and that will absolutely grow your network. Love that so much. I mean, that's in this day and age, I mean, the bottom line is it's about connection. And the more people we have the opportunity to be connected with, it's that many more people we have the opportunity to support and to help and to, to help them be the best they can be or like like you like to say, to help them level up. Um, I just yeah. think that's fantastic. Um, you know, I, I followed your work for a long time, listened to the podcast, um, but in preparing for this, I spent a little bit more time, you know, kind of diving a little bit deeper and looking into the work you're doing with Better Leaders, Better Schools. And so I want to talk about that just a little bit. Um, just, you know, number one, hey, you know, let's let people know that it's out there. But number two, um, as I was on the website and looking at some of the different elements there, kind of that, like that origin story. I love to talk about origin stories. You know, I, I tell educators all the time, you're a superhero and superheroes all have a great origin story. I, I tell them that for a couple of reasons. Number one, you know, don't forget you're a superhero. And number two, we, we can teach next door to somebody or work next, you know, next, door, next door to somebody or be in the hallway with someone and just make the assumption that, oh, yeah, they're here in education because that's what they've always wanted to do. When the reality is almost none of us, that was like the number one thing we set out to go do. So anyway, as I was doing a little bit of homework, it it helped me see a little bit of origin story in there. And there were two questions on your website that I that I want to talk about and or I'll have you talk about. And that is why can't I or why why can't we? It sounds like that's kind of a conversation starter for you and it's something you like to have leaders ask, right? Yeah, it's certainly something that I think about, Darren, and you know a lot of times in education, and again, it's back to compliance, it's back to following the rules, factory model of school. And, and it, I think at the end of the day, too, people don't want to take risks because they don't want to get like an angry letter or whatever, get fired, who knows. Um, and a common critique of education is that it hasn't evolved in 200 years, right? That's what, that's what people say. But critiques and problems, that kind of thing, like, I'm interested in solutions, right? And an idea that keeps me up at night is, like, what if, what if education didn't evolve for another 200 years? Like, that's, that's almost mind-boggling to think about. And so when you put out a, a big idea and people say that'll never work, right, it's easy to get deflated, diffused, and to, to give up. And Sarah Blakely, right, who, who founded Spanx, I don't know if you know her story, um, but two things that are really interesting about her. One, 
her dad at dinner every night would ask like what have you what did you fail at today because he was trying to instill in his kids that you learn from failure failure is a good thing it's about taking risks and experimenting the other thing is when she was uh, creating Spanx, she was very careful not to tell her closest friends and family in the beginning stages because the idea wasn't fully formed. She wasn't fully confident and was really worried if she put herself out there, people would poke all the holes and tell you that it would never work and then she'd give up. When I started Better Leaders, Better Schools, I remember in my journal having sort of a roadmap of what I thought I could accomplish with it. And everybody pretty much said, family and friends, that will never work. I don't see the future that you see. Lucky for me, I don't care. <laughs> and I, I don't know if you can relate to this. I'm the guy, like not in a mean way, but I go to a conference, I see someone speak. I'm like, oh, I could do that. Or maybe I think I could do that better, right? I've always just thought that I can do stuff and do it well. And so the, the phrase and the thinking that this will never work is just not a part of my mindset or vocabulary. And I'm also very, very clear on that words create worlds, right? Uh, there, was a, there was a record, Strangest Secret, maybe 1957, I don't know, I might be off on the year, but it was, the, I'm pretty sure the 50s. Earl Nightingale wants to record this motivational tape for his team because he wants to go on vacation and not lead the weekly team meetings for his, for his uh, business. So he records this, uh, this thing called The Strangest Secret that's a motivational. It's so good. His team loves it so much. He actually releases it to the public, and it creates an entire industry, right? Like the inspiration, motivational speaking that, you know, that you're so great at and do and help schools and districts with. And uh, The Strangest Secret, do you know what The Strangest Secret is, Darren? I don't. I don't, and I'm really hoping you're going to tell us. Well, of course, that's I have to ask the rhetorical question. <laughs> the strangest secret is we become what we think about, right? So if the listener agrees that words create worlds and that we become what we think about, you've got to get out of your head the negativity, the I can't do this and here's all the reasons why. And I just I refuse to do that. So instead, I say, you know, why can't I or why can't we? Or we can do this hard thing if these things are true. That's a great thing. Like that was gold right there. Like use that with your team because you're going to have doubters and challengers. That's a good thing. You need critics. You don't want all yes people around you. You want folks to challenge the ideas to make them better. They give you the path on how to improve the idea. And when you have that feedback loop in place and you could say, all right, I hear you, right? Is this what you're saying is a problem? So we can do it if, and then maybe it's about resources, maybe it's about flexing the schedule. You know, there's all, all sorts of different ways to take it. Uh, but it's really, it comes down to sort of like mindset um, in the way, you know, we go about accomplishing cool stuff. I think that's just so powerful because it's a hundred percent. It's about mindset. Um, yeah. Listening to you tell your story of kind of how you launched into better leaders, better schools was taking me in my own mind through my journey here with Road to Awesome and how, you know, I heard some of those same things too. You know, you know, are you, are you sure? You know, maybe, you know, maybe you should just stay in public ed until you reach the full retirement age because that's just what normal people do. 
Um, I actually heard that from a couple of people. Fortunately, my, my, no, well, that's boring. Why would I want to do that? And, and, you know, like you, I mean, I've, there have been times where, you know, I've seen certain things. I'm like, well, I can do that or I want to do that, you know, and I can see myself doing that. Um, but definitely there, there are certainly been times in my career and, and even times, you know, here in my work at Road Dawson where I'll have those moments of, of mindset challenge, if you will, where it's, yeah. but what if this doesn't work? And I, I have to tell myself, hey, flip this too. This is why it's going to work. And I l- really love the frame of we can do this if, because then we're identifying what are those obstacles we have to overcome. That allows us an opportunity yeah. to say, hey, I know what the obstacles are. Now I can build a plan around how I get. I get to overcoming those obstacles. Uh, to me, that's just yeah. such a powerful mindset. And who cares if you fail? You know, it's like a, it's a stoic philosophy or practice called negative visualization. But essentially, you know, you can you can think about any situation, your career. You know, uh, I forget if it was Epictetus or or uh, Seneca or somebody, but they were even like when you're kissing your kids goodnight at 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 bedtime. Like, think, what if this is the last time you kiss them goodnight, right? And it's not to, uh, you know, sort of manifest their death or some sort of like super negative experience, but it's to really uh, amplify the gratitude. You know what I mean? And if you could consider what is the worst thing that could happen and sometimes even even practice that, like go your day without a phone. But the, the point is, right, the joke, the punchline is that you will survive. So if that's true, whatever this big, scary monster is of failure that you're inventing in your mind, nine times out of 10, it never happens. And the one time out of 10 that it does happen, you probably learn some really cool stuff that actually makes you better and more effective, even though it's quote unquote a failure. So you really have to reframe you know, your, your uh, relationship with uh, failure for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, it, it, it takes me to, and actually, I don't think anybody can hear this. I don't know. These, this Yeti microphone's unbelievably powerful, but I can hear one of my dogs, um, out in, in the living room right now. And it, it takes me back to something we were talking about before we hit record. So I want to go there if you're okay with that. Um, I told you we were going to squirrel all over the place. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we were talking before, uh, before we hit the record button, you spoke at an event today, um, you were also talking about, you know, as, as a 3D character, that it's not just about, you know, Danny, oh, sure. the, the ruckus maker, but Danny, the human being. And one of the human being pieces you mentioned uh, when you spoke this morning was you talked about your dog and hearing one of my two dogs out in the living room flopping around. Can, can you share something from from your story about your dog? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll do it, and then there's a meta level too. So um, remind me awesome. if I don't tell you the meta level, say what's the meta okay. level. All right. So my dog, my dog is uh, Alba. Alba in uh, uh, Gaelic means Scotland. I lived in Scotland in Glasgow for a year and a half. It was a lovely experience. Probably moved back one day. Yeah. So obviously, since we named our dog after Scotland, it was it was really awesome. Uh, she's really funny. She's about a year and a half. And in Syracuse, it can rain and it could definitely snow a lot. I don't know if you've heard about upstate New York, but it gets a lot of snow. Oh, yeah. And when that snow melts, right, what do you get? Lots of mud. And my dog loves to play in the mud and get super dirty. And my wife loves to assign uh, the task of bathing Alba to me, right? And she does that because Alba hates 
baths, right? So it's a yeah. um, we, the struggle is real. This is a conflict that we are consistently navigating. Alba will go out <laughs> and get super dirty. I'll bring her in and give her a bath, but in the end, you know, there's a lot of uh, kisses and treats, and you know, we're okay. But the reason I tell this is the meta level of it. The reason I tell a story about Alba, like you know, Darren's smiling. I'm sure the listeners smiling a little bit. By the way, Alba's a, a, a Australian Labradoodle, so very fluffy, right? A lot of curly hair, just super, super duper cute. And she's on the smaller side. She's only 22 pounds full grown, so absolutely adorable. Um, and and what you need to understand is that as a leader, right? You are so much more than the leader of your school or district. You are a 3D character too. And if you're willing to appropriately be authentic and share some things vulnerably from your life, your community will love you for it, right? And so the way that looks these days, like in the Better Leader, Better Schools emails I send out, every Friday is something that previews the weekend. It's called the Weekend Resource. Every single Friday, since the day Alba was born and I had her, there's been a picture of Alba, right? With some cute caption. And what's funny, a year and a half later, now I have people writing into me saying, I always knew Alba would be a star. Well, I've, I've engineered that, right? It's exactly <laughs> what I wanted to have happen. Yeah. But I want people to equate this cute, adorable dog with me, with Better Leaders, Better Schools. So it's a way to connect with your community. It's a way to connect with your stakeholders. Uh, if you have kids, exploit your kids, right? Cute baby pictures and your kids, they should be in uh, community emails that you send out. I would always, I would share as a principal now, so going years back, but I would share, here's a book I'm reading. It has nothing to do with education. And if you are in the community and you care about this topic, like here's a few highlights and I think you should read it. Now, the funny part about this, not so many people know, my supervisor wrote me off. I was disciplined for doing that. <laughs> and I wouldn't stop because that's a stupid reason to be disciplined. I wasn't doing anything inappropriate. I was talking about books and quotes. And she said, you're making it all about you. I said, nope, I am giving value to my community. So you can say that there was a lot of tension with that part and I got in a lot of trouble. It was worth it because guess what? I got emails from the parents telling me how they loved the books, recommendation, the quotes. And they also said, I never read emails from school. I read your emails. So I guess the bigger meta lesson outside of being a 3D character in real to the community you serve is be a leader of service. And we're back to kind of like how we started with the networking. How can I create yeah. value for the community that I serve? And through books and quotes that I thought would inspire or be good resources, people said, yeah, this is pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that. And I was willing to get in trouble for it. I think that's outstanding. I mean, it, it takes me right right to one of my one of my favorite lines. And, and that's exactly where probably your supervisor was, which is, you know, everything is about compliance, compliance, compliance. And let's face it, compliance is the enemy of innovation. And that if, if you fall back into complying with that, you you stop that that type of innovation. So um, I know we're going to run short on our time here. So I've got to ask, you know, you same ask question me. I ask everybody here on the Leaning Into Leadership podcast. Danny, right now, what's something you're doing to lean into leadership? Yeah. All right. So check this out. I'll be I'll be real, very real here. Um, 
in quickly. So like the masterminds, this leadership development community, it's a weekly experience. We help solve leaders number one problems you know, as a cohort, right, as a group. So how am I leaning into to leadership right now? Um, I've actually stopped coaching the masterminds, right? So the thing that I'm known for, the book that you can see, I know you're on video, the podcast listener can't see it. Uh, my latest book is called Mastermind Unlocking Talent Within Every School Leader, published by Corwin and AASA. It talks about why the mastermind works, right? It's built on the ABCs of powerful professional development, which is authenticity, belonging, and challenge. And when you integrate that more into your culture, more authenticity, more belonging, more challenge, you improve, right, and level up the culture. And so how am I leading into leadership? I thought if this mastermind idea is only about me, then it's not an idea. It's, it's about, like, whatever people the members feel about me. But if I truly believe that the framework of a mastermind, either at Better Leaders, Better Schools or anywhere else, could change the landscape of professional development for school leaders, I got to get out of the way. And as a leader of any organization, whether it's a school or for me, BLBS is a business, the leader is the number one bottleneck. Do you have any idea how absolutely frightening and scary it was for me to say, guys, I'm actually not facilitating and coaching the groups on a weekly basis anymore? And the reason is, if we're truly going to test, right, stress test the idea, we'll see if it works. Two, without me here, I bet it even gets better because now there's more room for innovation. People are going to try stuff I would never even think of and improve upon the idea. And three, my role has changed as leader of BLBS to go find the other ruckus makers, right? So to cause a ruckus, you know, to make a ruckus, that means you are investing in your continuous growth, challenging the status quo, and designing the future of school now. And if that resonates with you, I'm the guy you want to connect with. 100%. So how can our listeners connect with you, Danny? Absolutely. Thanks, Darren. And thanks for having me on the show. So, uh, yeah, go subscribe to the podcast, Better Leaders, Better Schools. Uh, feel free to email me, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com. Call or text. I'll give you my number. It's 312-788-7595. I'm here to serve and happy to help in any way. And uh, if you got even just one idea that will make you better as a leader from this show, I humbly ask that you would go pick up a copy of my latest book, mastermind unlocking talent within every school leader that would be super meaningful to me and it will absolutely help you grow your leadership skill set awesome thank you so much danny for being here on the podcast this was a great conversation we could have easily gone like another hour and this was just awesome but thank you so much for for your support for your uh, for your kind words and definitely for bringing some incredible leadership nuggets to the listeners here on leaning into leadership thanks Hey, have you heard about the Teach Better Conference for 2022? Now, space might be limited, 
The design of the Teach Better 22 conference is intended to foster more than a learning environment. Yes, the event will be filled with rich professional development opportunities shared by educators worldwide on effective grading practices, mastery learning essentials, student engagement, strategic leadership development, mentoring tips, co-teaching tips, language, learner development, and so much more. But that will not be the end of it. You see, Teach Better events are also committed to networking and building a supportive network of solution-seeking educators. Therefore, expect epic evening events to help you socialize with all the members of the Teach Better family. Register today at teachbetterconference.com and get ready for this incredible two-day conference October 14th and 15th in Akron, Ohio. Go to teachbetterconference.com for more information. And if you haven't registered yet, folks, get registered and use the code RTATB2022. That will get you $50 off your registration. You see, Road to Awesome is one of the signature sponsors for the Teach Better Conference. So again, that code is RTATB2022. That'll get you $50 off your registration. Again, Road to Awesome is really excited and proud to have the opportunity to sponsor the Teach Better 22 Conference October 14th and 15th in Akron, Ohio. Make sure you check that out. Man, how good was that conversation with Danny Bauer? I'll tell you what, I was so jazzed up. I was so excited when this conversation ended. And I'll be honest with you, and Danny referenced it a little bit during our interview, but he and I spent probably 20 or 30 minutes prior to hitting the record button with me picking his brain on some ideas about how to grow the podcast, him sharing some ideas and some things around how he does some of his leadership coaching, a space that I also exist in. So Wonderful conversation, and I'll tell you, there were a couple of elements that really, really sparked something in my head and made me say, hmm, this is going to be the topic of the pep talk this week. So here we go with today's pep talk. The question, why can't I, or why can't we, I absolutely love how Danny framed that for us. It's one thing to think about why we can't, or why I can't do something. But when we reframe that around, we can do this hard thing if, and then figure out what is the obstacle in our way, it completely changes our mindset. And it gives us the opportunity as an individual or as a leadership team to say, hey, we can do hard things. We can take on this challenge and we can overcome it. Instead of looking at things as we can't because, let's look at it as we can If we find a strategy, we find a way, we find a method together to get through the one obstacle that might potentially be in our way. When we change our frame of mind, we change the way we look at the challenge, and we tend to discover the challenge is not as big as we originally thought it was. I hope you enjoyed episode number 35 with Danny Bauer. I know I did. Get out there, folks. Have a road to awesome week. Thank you for listening to the Leaning into Leadership podcast brought to you by Road to Awesome. Don't forget, click subscribe, give a review, and share this with somebody who might also enjoy leaning into leadership.